Section 5 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 7, June 1896. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carol Cotter, MerlotTranslations.com. Geographic Literature Handbook of Arctic Discoveries, Columbian Knowledge Series, by A. W. Greeley, Brigadier General, United States Army, Chief Signal Officer. Page 11, 257, with 11 maps. Boston, Roberts Brothers, 1896, $1. This work is a perfect storehouse of Arctic facts and figures, from the time of brave old Barents and Willoughby down to the present. As the title indicates, it is a handbook and not a narrative of Arctic discovery. But the little volume represents more than 50,000 pages of original narrative, from which the author has faithfully endeavoured to compile such data of accomplished results as may subserve the inquiries of a busy man who often wishes to know what, when and where, rather than how. Beginning with a chapter on the scope and value of Arctic exploration, fifteen succinct chapters are devoted to a description of the North Polar regions and of the successive explorations by which they have been made known. Each of these chapters is followed by a special bibliography, while a general bibliography forms a final chapter, and the volume ends with an excellent index. The little book is a model of condensation and logical arrangement. It cannot be other than a godsend to the student of Arctic literature. It shows immense reading and study, with patience and perseverance beyond the average man, and its vivid and forceful style carries the writer back over years of Arctic research and hundreds of volumes of Arctic literature to his own voyages on icy seas. G. W. Melville Crater Lake Special Map, Klamath County, Oregon, United States Geological Survey, Washington, 1896. Rand, McNally and Co.'s Indexed County and Railroad Pocket Map and Shipper's Guide, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Washington and other states, Quebec, British Columbia and other provinces of Canada. New Edition, Chicago, Rand, McNally and Co., 1896, 25 cents. Occupations of the Negroes by Henry Gannett of the United States Geological Survey, page 16, with 12 diagrams. Baltimore, the trustees of the John F. Slater Fund, occasional papers, number 6, 1895, 25 cents. The Foreign Commerce and Navigation of the United States for the year ending June 30th, 1895, prepared by the Chief of the Bureau of Statistics. Treasury Department, Washington, 1896, page 94, 1106, 83, with diagrams. Statistical Abstract of the United States, 1895, 18th number, prepared by the Bureau of Statistics under the direction of the Secretary of the Treasury, page 12, 412, Washington, 1896. A commendable departure recently made by the Geological Survey is well exemplified in the case of the topographic sheet devoted to Crater Lake, Oregon, which contains three very instructive as well as attractive illustrations, together with an interesting description of the lake and its vicinity from the pen of Mr. J. S. Diller, 
the accomplished geologist to whom the country is in no small measure indebted for its scientific knowledge of this great natural wonder the new edition of the rand mcnally state pocket maps cannot fail to add to the well-deserved popularity they have so long enjoyed the maps are clearer and handsomer than ever and the geographical index by which they are accompanied is brought down to the date of publication the population according to the state census of eighteen ninety five being substituted for that at the federal census of eighteen ninety in all states in which an interdecennial census has been taken nothing could be more admirable in its way than is mr gannett's presentation in the pamphlet recently published by the trustees of the john f slater fund of the facts brought to light by the eleventh census concerning the occupations of the negroes the treatise is a model of lucid condensation the brief compass of a dozen pages sufficing for a most satisfactory setting forth of the following important facts and conclusions namely that the negro is mainly engaged either in agricultural or personal service that he has in a generation made little progress in manufactures transportation or trade that males are in greater proportion engaged in agriculture and females in domestic service that the negro has during this generation made good progress toward acquiring property especially in the form of homes and farms and that in just so far as he has acquired possession of real estate it is safe to say he has become more valuable as a citizen the author's conclusion that the outlook for the afro-american race is very favorable as agriculturists but that there is little prospect that they will become an important factor in manufactures transportation or commerce seems to be fully warranted by the experience of the last thirty years with the possible exception of the yearbook of the department of agriculture of which five hundred thousand copies are printed annually there is no publication of the united states government that is consulted more frequently or for more important purposes than are the annual report on commerce and navigation published by the bureau of statistics of the treasury department and the statistical abstract issued annually from the same office these volumes contain the statistics of exports and imports those of immigration and of the currency and for a large number of important commodities those of total and per capita consumption and of market prices they are continually being consulted and quoted by politicians of every party and economists and financiers of every school and however conflicting the conclusions professedly drawn from them the figures themselves are usually accepted without question it is therefore much to be regretted that the value of the volumes for eighteen ninety five is so greatly impaired by the want of care with which the figures for the last fiscal year have been compiled while many of the errors are not of sufficient magnitude to seriously affect totals or percentages and are therefore of consequence only so far as they help to destroy the confidence of the reader in the contents of the volumes in general this cannot be said of them all in several cases they are of more or less far-reaching effect while one by no means self-evident error of ten million dollars plays havoc in all its relations the efficient and respected chief of the bureau who has in many different ways added to the scope and value of these publications makes a strong appeal to congress for additional clerical assistance the number of persons employed in the bureau not having been increased during a period of nearly thirty years 
although the compilation of so enormous a mass of figures involves an amount of labor of which the average congressman has not the slightest conception it is not too much to hope that more adequate provision will hereafter be made for the work of this most important bureau the perfect indifference with which statistical inaccuracies are regarded is truly deplorable our legislators themselves are constant and serious offenders numerical statements in the daily press are rarely to be relied upon and even our most pretentious works of reference are not free from errors that are absolutely inexcusable in the article on agriculture for example in one of our best-known cyclopedias an eminent college professor is responsible for the statement among others equally erroneous that the united states contains nearly a billion horses or over fifty times the number it actually does or ever did contain it is useless to take refuge in the plea of non-infallibility no publication whether official or non-official can afford to make misstatements that are more than mere elusive typographical errors j hyde End of section five.